Welcome to Bedtime History. Hello, this is Breck. Guess what, parents? Bedtime History is now available on Story Button. Story Button is the easiest way to listen to our show without using screen devices like your phone or a tablet. Story Button is like a radio that's built for easy listening to your favorite kids' podcasts like ours. And the best part is there's no subscriptions or fees to access the content. This week, save $10 and get free shipping when you go to storybutton.com forward slash bedtime history. That's storybutton.com forward slash bedtime history. The icy wind howled through the Canadian tundra, where the snow-covered hills sparkled like diamonds and flakes danced through the frigid air. Ayana and her younger brother, Kayak, moved like shadows over the frozen landscape. Dressed in fur and armed with handmade spears, they found themselves in the middle of a hunt for a caribou, a large mammal that might feed their family during the unforgiving winter. Ayana's eyes scanned the horizon. She and her brother moved with the stealth of arctic foxes rushing across the snow-covered terrain with a silent grace. They'd been tracking a group of caribou for hours, their breath visible in the crisp air as they closed in on their prey. Suddenly, Ayana put up her hand for a kayak to halt. The sibling crouched low, blending into the snow. In the distance, a beautiful herd of caribou grazed, unaware that Ayana and Kayak were inching closer. Ayana's eyes glinted with anticipation, and with a nod to her younger brother, the hunt was on. Ayana burst from behind a snowbank, agile and precise, flanking the caribou, while Kayak dodged the other direction and readied his spear. Ayana's movements were fluid, a dance with nature as she guided the caribou towards her brother. Kayak sprinted forward, found his footing, and then launched the spear with all his strength. The weapon soared through the air, struck the caribou, and down it went, as the rest of the herd scattered. The siblings approached their prize with a mix of reverence and gratitude. Ayana whispered words of gratitude to the spirit of the caribou, thanking it for providing food for their family. Kayak was proud of himself for taking down his first caribou. Ayana and Kayak worked together to load the caribou on a sled and pull it back home. They were members of an Inuit tribe, people who had lived in places like Alaska, Canada, Greenland, and Russia for thousands of years. As they climbed over a snowy hill, they saw their village down below. It was made of cozy shelters crafted from bones and hides and snow, and cooking fires dotted the snow-covered land that stretched as far as the eye could see. Someone saw them coming over the hill and started shouting. It was their younger sister, and soon the entire tribe was celebrating their return, excited to know they'd be eating caribou meat for dinner. And then the real work began. With skilled hands, the community gathered to clean and prepare the caribou. Ayana, surrounded by a group of older women, had learned the art of skinning and gutting under their watchful eyes. Kayak, with the other children, helped gather firewood and prepare the cooking area. The air filled with laughter and chatter as the village buzzed with activity. Ayana couldn't help but marvel at the teamwork of her people. The elders shared stories of their own hunts, passing down knowledge that had been cherished for generations. As the caribou was divided up, each family received their share, reminding Ayana of the unity that bound the Inuit community together. Thank you.
heart of the village, Ayana and Kayak's family huddled around their fireplace. The elders with lines of age on their face shared stories of survival and winters conquered and summers celebrated. Ayana's mother prepared the caribou meat for cooking. Her father started carving tools from the bone for later use. Ayana and the other Inuit family shelters, known as igloos, were more than just homes. They were shelters against the biting cold. They were built with a frame of bones and covered with layers of insulating hides and provided warmth and protection. In them, families nestled together and shared tales and laughter, their breath visible in the chilly air. During the long, harsh winters, the Inuit relied on their deep understanding of the land. Ayana's father, a seasoned hunter, taught his children the importance of tracking animals, reading the wind, and finding shelter from the elements. The villagers wore clothes crafted from the hides of the animals they hunted, ensuring they stayed warm even in the coldest weather. The Inuit people also possessed a profound respect for nature. Their family made use of every single part of the caribou, wasting nothing. Bones became tools, antlers decorated their clothing, and hides were fashioned into warm blankets. They believed in living in harmony with the land, understanding that nature provided everything they needed for survival. As the sun dipped below the horizon and stars began to shine in the darkening sky, the village gathered together to feast on the delicious caribou. Ayana took a bite from her meal and then looked around at the faces of her community. It gave her joy to realize she had found food that helped them survive another day. She also realized each person had a role in the community, a part to play. As the feasting ended and the children quieted down, a village elder, Sivuk, raised her hands to signal it was time for a story. She stood tall, her eyes reflecting the flickering flames. With a voice that resonated like the winds through the icy canyons, she began a tale about Sedna, the Inuit sea goddess. Sedna, Sivuk began, is the guardian of the ocean, a powerful goddess who ensures the well-being of our people. Legend has it that she lives at the bottom of the icy sea, surrounded by majestic sea creatures. Sedna's hair is said to be long and flowing, and her touch can calm the stormiest of seas. Ayana and Kayak, nestled among the villagers, listened with wide eyes. Sivak continued, Long ago, Sedna was a young Inuit girl who faced a great challenge. When her father tried to force her into a marriage she didn't want, Sedna fled with her lover on a boat. But her father, in a fit of rage, caused a terrible storm, and their boat was tossed by the angry waves. Sedna, desperate to save herself and her love, reached out to the spirits of the sea. In a magical moment, she transformed into a mermaid, her fingers becoming the tails of fish and her hair weaving through the currents. Sedna became the goddess of the sea, guiding Inuit hunters and ensuring the ocean provided for our people. The crackling fire seemed to dance to the rhythm of the story, creating an enchanting atmosphere. Sivuk's words painted vivid images of the sea goddess, her power, and her compassion for the Inuit people. Ayana and Kayak, lost in the tale, imagined the depths of the ocean where Sedna lived, surrounded by beautiful sea creatures. As the legend continued, the villagers felt a connection to something greater than themselves. Sedna, the guardian of the sea, symbolized the harmony between the Inuit people and the natural world. The night wore on, and as the fire burned low, the villagers felt a sense of gratitude for the stories that connected them to their roots. Ayana and Kayak, their hearts filled with wonder, would carry the legend of Sedna with them, and as the northern lights shimmered in the darkening sky, 
the Inuit people drifted into a peaceful sleep, cradled by the warmth of the fire and the timeless stories that bound them together. They soon returned to their igloos. Outside the winter winds howled, but inside the warmth of family and community kept everyone safe. Ayana and Kayak, with their bellies full, drifted off to sleep, dreaming of the mermaid Sedna, the magical sea creatures, and coming adventures in their snowy home. <laughs>